0: get ready to just go with it happy friday happy hour we are back for another episode of just go with it we are here abby's gua sha in her face getting ready for the weekend to Mm. look better than ever
1: yeah you guys i'm trying to get my jawline absolutely snatched without throwing too much money at it so hopefully this 12 dollar gua sha (laughs) i got on amazon (laughs) is gonna help did you use a payment plan for the 12 bucks after pay two bucks each month no no I just think um if we're not taking time her last wash I shattered on the floor yeah I am not known to be the gentlest with my things which is why I commonly giant. break a gentle giant like my father So how to get a new gua sha is basically the theme of the story. But if you're on the gua sha train, too, let me know, because I'd like to know how it's going and like how you do it, because I'm probably doing it wrong.
0: Yeah, I can probably put all my cards down on you doing it wrong. I don't know the right way to do it, but I'm just gonna put my cards down and say you're doing it wrong. Well, the thing is, I
1: just listen to all the people on TikTok and I watch what they do and I'm like, oh, they must be knowing what they're doing. So I guess I have done some preliminary research, but probably not enough. My dad gets really mad because
0: about many things I'll be like oh I saw this on TikTok and like I'm about adult things you know traveling cooking like stuff like that he's like he that's he'll laugh in my face and say well that's on TikTok and I'm like you don't understand do you no you're not hip to the times
1: <laughs> Alfred, like you don't understand TikTok is our life <laughs> and
0: it's real stuff it's not just 14
1: year olds dancing anymore we've evolved right. we've evolved we've adapted and we've overcome and that's really all you can ask for
0: do you have any other updates for all of the raging fans about other stuff you're doing to make your face look snatched? I know you're gua shining.
1: I'm gua shining. I got a new cleanser, a salicylic based cleanser. So hopefully that'll be good. And I'm trying to get better at washing my pillowcases, not at wash your pillowcases on TikTok. Don't get confused. But like actually washing my pillowcases because I always forget to do that. Like every two weeks you really should be doing it. Let's just be candid. And I, I- don't. Let's not make
0: a face at each other or say anything mean. How often do you wash your bedsheets? If you were being honest. Let's just be totally candid. And like, okay, two questions. How often did you wash them in college and how often do you wash them now?
1: Oh, I did not wash them in college, like ever. I wash them like once every six months and that's... Holy mean. shit. That's I said mean. I wasn't going to be mean. It. <laughs> yeah. Abby. Well, actually, let, bring, it, bring it on, honestly. I know it was bad. No, that's horrific. That's worse than a teenage boy. Okay, but to be to be fair, at least freshman year of college, it's not like anyone else was sleeping in my bed that year. So it was just me, me and my my own dead skin that I was sleeping in. But yeah, (laughs) it was pretty gross. I probably should have done better. But to be honest, I'm just so lazy. Especially. Oh, and
0: also, it's a bitch to change the freshman dorm. The mattress is so heavy, and they're so pushed back, and if it's on bed risers, you're pouring sweat by the time you're done. However, though, do I know? I remember in the dredges of August, um, August and like September, October, how bloody hot it would get in the dorm
1: rooms, and how you would be sweating in oh, So that's disgusting. It is disgusting, and I'm not going to deny the fact that it is disgusting. But it was purely from laziness; like there was no other reason. I just yeah. like didn't feel like doing it. I didn't that's at all. Candid. Yeah. So
0: what about, I'm about now? now?
1: I'm be- I'm better about it. I'll what do it at least mean? once a month. I try to okay. do it every 3 weeks. Yeah. Some people are really out here doing it once a week though and I'm like literally how and why and like why are you doing that to yourself?
0: That's really stressful.
1: It's just so much work like randomly.
0: I wash my sheets often and it's mostly stemming from <laughs> like I want the detergent to smell nice. I yeah, want it just smells nice when I go to bed. But something I really don't wash is my comforter. Couldn't tell you. I don't even know how. I don't. Does it get washed? I don't know.
1: I mean, sheets are important. I I'm trying to get better at pillowcases because it's better for your skin and whatever. But yeah, the comforter is a bitch to wash too because it's so massive. It takes up the entire thing.
0: I don't even know if mine takes up my entire
1: thing. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. know if it fits in the washer yeah. or not. It's never been there. Never seen those walls
0: what else are you doing to look snatched in the face
1: Stashed in the face well fans know about the lip filler it's going very well I'm going back to get my second half of my syringe next week very excited about that Um, what else am I doing oh I'm trying to get um, vitamin D I've been wearing sunscreen every day you'll be really proud of me oh my goodness you should also once you get comfortable doing it on your face depending on
0: if you're spending that much time outside you should also put on the tops of your hands and your neck too
1: yeah. I am I mean, I wash my hands so much. It's like, what is the point of putting sunscreen okay. on it in the morning? But I, I know the hands are going to show my age so quickly, but I've been good about putting it on my face. Um, and other than that, I just try to make sure I use a good moisturizer every night. And um, I think it, I'm thinking about getting preventative Botox, but I think it's a little too early, like 23. I was
0: talking to a friend and she said post 25 seems the most appropriate, like early yeah. But not too late.
1: Not too late, and I also don't really have a lot of wrinkles yet. Like some people, when they raise their eyebrows, who are our age, like really have them. And if that were my yeah. case, I'm I very much would be have already get, gotten some. But since I don't like see, I don't really have that yet. I don't see a line in sight. No, but I do have like the little crow's feet by my face. <laughs> I don't I, mind I those. Wink so much. I wink so much. I stop. <laughs> Why am I winking all the time? I think it's a nervous you tick. So much. It's a nervous tick. When are, you, when are you? What do you mean? Like, across the you bar? What do you mean you're weeping so much? Like, you know how when I take TikTok videos and, like, Snapchats and stuff, sometimes I'll just be like this? Yeah. I just do that face. And I can't... It's like the JC Marie I'm- face I'm- where she's like this. Okay. Wait, raise your eyebrows really high for me. Yeah, you don't really have those either yet. <laughs> think about getting preventative Botox or just enough to make it not have creases in my face when I make certain expressions. I think, well, that's really going to... I think that's really going to bring down my acting career if I ever had one because I can't be so expressive with my face. If I, if I take away oh. the wrinkles in my face, I can't be as expressive. Totally. And so I will be even less likely to be cast in a star film that I'm not going on auditions for at this time. Yeah, we always talk as if Abby's going to have some big
0: future as an actress, but there's no moves being taken towards that future
1: here's my thing besides being spotted on the street if it can happen for addison ray it can happen for me why am i compared to addison ray i'm not sure but i do think i have some type of star quality and she got that netflix movie and you know what you can be the chris jenner to my kim kardashian and manage the hell out of me and watch my career rise i
0: on baited breath tinks looks great facially Mm -hmm. she doesn't look a day over 26 in my opinion and if how old is she She's 31. Pfft, and if what? I'm and if <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong someone, but the same friend I was talking to told me that she didn't start getting Botox until Tinks had said she was like post twenty five.
1: So yeah, I mean I'm not in any rush. Active, And a lot of it's also genetics. But also, I learned something at the skincare place the other day. I went to. They told me that the reason it's better to start earlier, even if you don't think you really need it yet, is that it's cheaper because you have to get way less done as a, and then you get it done way less often too. So, like if you start early, you're only going to have to go, you know, once a year and maybe like get some touch ups. Mm-hmm. But if you wait too long, then you have to pay more to get a more larger amount and go more frequently and all that stuff. And that wait until your face is fully mature. That's another thing. I'm sorry. When is my face going to be fully mature? I, thought not, we I, don't think, I don't think it is now i don't think it is mine specifically or any of ours any of ours, <laughs> any
0: of ours. you're like
1: i've seen your face i've seen what i need to see <laughs> immediately no that's not it <laughs> That's um, look.
0: okay but that being said don't feel pressure to change your face i feel i couldn't feel less pressure at this moment in time
1: no yeah i'm sure
0: i'll feel the pressure um in a couple years but at this moment in time, I feel good to go. Or we don't. We don't need to lament on this. But do you have any uh, weekend plans or any fun ideas? Maybe every episode we should give fun ideas for plans for the weekend based on stuff we've done
1: lately. Oh yeah, good idea. Um, this weekend, as or what you did to- this past weekend, either one. Okay, well, last weekend was a big weekend for me. I went up to Cincinnati, Ohio. And yes, I know what you're thinking. Cincinnati sounds really underwhelming. Well, you'd be correct. It was extremely underwhelming. But it was still like a cute city and we found like a really fun restaurant with an amazing view. That's like in the morning toast,
0: how there's that campaign between like Cleveland or whatever, New York City, and there was like the worst day in New York is
1: better than the best day in Cleveland. <laughs> Literally. I feel sorry for the people in Ohio. There's not a lot to do, and it's not very pretty. You're not very pretty, and you're not very bright. I'm so glad we had this talk, me at Cincinnati. You, you
0: just lost all of our Ohio listeners, like all 2%. But there wasn't
1: a lot of trees, greenery, fall foliage, autumnal vibes. Um, well, honestly, the trees out here in the South slash Midwest are not turning color yet. Like I just, it's still a lot of greenery and there's not a lot of browns, oranges, goldy, nothing. So still waiting on that. That's weird because right now it's peak autumnal vibes for
0: like Utah, Colorado, New England, and even here some trees are changing to red. I think
1: somewhat it has to do with just like the weather and the type of trees. I'm not really sure. But I'm not afraid. I'm sure they're coming. You should go but I drive over on?
0: to the Rockies. You should drive to the... I think that's eastern uh-huh. Tennessee. Rocky Mountains. It's eastern Tennessee. You should drive over. It's a national park. I'm sure the trees will change there. For the oh, festival. that sounds
1: lovely. That's such a good idea. That's a good idea for the weekend. Go to your nearest national park. Or if it's too far for you, you can yeah. go to like a regular park. Sit in it. Feel like a main character. Yeah. I'm actually going to be going to like a makeshift... Not Pumpkin Patch. Can we... First of all... I have something to say about pumpkin patches as it is fall season. And on season. the line. Yep. That sounds so chuggy to me and it also sounds like something in the past years I would be all over, super into. Interesting. But the, but the paying, you know, $15 to go literally to take a picture unless you're going to buy a pumpkin and carve it and most people are too lazy to do that. So you're literally paying $15 to go with your boyfriend in a flannel jacket, a shacket if you will, hopefully from Shanty Boutique, and you're going and you're going to take a picture. Holding a pumpkin okay. and to put it on Instagram, I, that's the chugiest thing I've ever heard. I
0: have some rebuttals to say about that in favor and against. I agree with you. I think it's choogy to go and t- pay to go into a pumpkin patch and then take a picture in the matching flannels, buy the pumpkins and the haystacks, and then post it. However, I do think it's fun to go for the vibes and to maybe buy something there, unless you live in a place where you could go to a pumpkin patch that has like apple picking orchard season. like It's more rustic.
1: I agree with that. If there's an activity or something that you can consume, like a pumpkin spice donut or some cider or something, then that's – I'm all over that. I'm all over that. But if you're paying to literally take a picture of the pumpkin, I'm so sorry. I can't get behind that.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, there's a place. It's about an hour from here that's totally autumnal, like outdoorsy vibes, picking apples and all that. and I discovered there last year, what is my favorite uh, summertime
1: treat? Oh, man. I don't know. A rip your float! Oh, root your float! I was thinking so, more of like a like a pastry. Oh, uh, oh no no no! Um,
0: like treat, summertime vibes. But root your float! And so I went to, to this pumpkin vibe thing last year, and they had apple cider floats. And oh, they that were sounds so good. so good! And you can carry it all year long. The floats.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that's so fun! It that was really delicious. good.
0: It's really good with fr- the freshest apple cider you could find. Go to your local Amish farm or pumpkin patch or whatnot right. <laughs> and find some fresh apple cider and ice cream well up.
1: here i i know we went to like an apple orchard in dc or virginia actually and that was yeah, that's really, like really the vibe pretty. that i went to and there yeah. was like activities and things that you can eat and whatever and then also it's fun to go with your girlfriends like in california we went to one which was the weirdest thing ever because it was so hot outside yeah it's less chewy in my opinion to go with your girlfriend's I your boyfriend I agree. if
0: you're if you're going to a standard pumpkin patch if you're actually picking the apples fine go with your boyfriend yeah.
1: but 100 but also um in nashville there's two locations actually one in east and one in 12 south that have a bunch of like really cute trucks with all the different little tiny pumpkins and it's very very aesthetically pleasing yeah and also it's free like that's free instagram content i'm here for the free it's when it's when you pay for it and when you take your boyfriend, you drag him along the trek to go take a picture of the pumpkin, like, no, sorry, can't get behind it. <laughs> so anyways, that's what I'll be doing this weekend. Some <laughs> good fall content. I think I'm planning on going for a really long walk in a park by myself because I feel like I need some time to recoup after my absolute bender that was Dirk Bentley and Riley Green. Have you weekend. spent
0: some time in Centennial Park all, uh, in, or in lieu of Invisible Stream?
1: I love that song so much. Mm. I used to think I would meet somebody there. You know you I've been there many times. We've actually been there together, Ashley. It's we like the We've been there together. Yeah, they have that really pretty body of water, whether it be a pond or a river. I couldn't tell you, but there's some Which type of water. It's, pond. it's probably a pond. Yeah. But um, no, I haven't spent enough time there. There's a park by my house that I really want to try out, and I encourage everyone to try out their local park because it's not only for kids. It's also for people who are lost in their 20s trying to uh, recalibrate their life on a weekly Jenna basis. Jenna talked
0: about that on our episode, Jenna Palick She said that spend some time with yourself as a recommendation and yeah. listen in the park.
1: Something seems really calming about it, and I'll probably bring a book so that people think I'm, like, extremely elite and intelligent, and I'll probably read it in public.
0: Yeah, no, I used to go back when we lived in Malibu, I used to go to the beach several times a week alone, even if it was just a spare, like, hour or 30 minutes and take a book or just, like, sit.
1: Yeah, it sounds really nice, especially at sunset when it's not too hot outside, because lately in Nashville, it's been really hot. Get on wag. I
0: feel so purposeful having a dog and going someplace alone. I feel more purposeful, like, oh, I'm
1: here with my dog. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I can just borrow someone else's dog. (laughs) Well, get on wag. Don't just steal one. I'm more likely to do the latter. Okay, so those are my recs, some park and autumnal vibes. Um, What is your plans for the weekend or what is your recommendation? On Sunday night, I went, they might have one in Nashville. You should check.
0: I know they had at least like seven or 10 cities, but I went to the rooftop movie thing where it's like a movie projector and it's really cute seats and really cute setup. And I don't know, it's called Rooftop Cinema Club, I think puts it on. And they do rooftop movies in a bunch of different cities
1: wait that's so fun that was I need, really fun i need to and write the ticket, it down or also forget it,
0: the ticket was only 17 dollars, which i guess that's a lot but like let's talk about our movie theaters these days they're like 15 bucks at least so it was movie 17 bucks
1: dying breed i'll tell you that much
0: i know it was 17 bucks and it was on a rooftop this one was like towards the direction of the beach kind of and it was on a rooftop, and I went with a bunch of friends, and they have the chairs were semi-comfortable, honestly. You can get a couple seat, you can get a beanbag, you get a regular chair, and it's a big projector, and the setting's really cute. Lots of picture oh, that's moments. Oh, so
1: fun. I'm looking it up right now. And we saw Scream. They're doing a bunch of, like, Hocus Pocus Halloween Town Scream Halloween vibes. Yes. I forgot to tell you, we're doing a movie in the park. There's, like, a big Nashville company that does that, and it's a big projector screen, and I'm seeing um, The Sandlot this week. Week and next week I will be seeing Hocus Pocus. Anyways, I think it's time we get into some content for things that we're doing so that you don't have to. If anyone follows us on TikTok, you'll know that that's a series we're going to be starting. And we're starting with something really important. I think You're a right lot notepad. of people, Ashley has her legal notepad. She's ready to go. A lot of people <laughs> talk about the book, The Defining Decade. And if you haven't heard of that book, then you probably live under a rock. And that's okay, because we're here to bring you out from under that rock and educate the world, because knowledge is wealth. If you have heard about that book, and you just could not care less to read it, but you're just mildly
0: intrigued by what it actually has to say, you're in luck. You're the luckiest man alive.
1: Yeah, because we're going to break it down for you. Ashley has some bullet points. I've never opened a page of this book yet, so <laughs> I'm going to be enlightened by her, as I usually am. Whenever I talk to Ashley, I always learn something new. Um, so yeah, let's bring it on. I'll tell you why. I was
0: at our friend Katie's house who's also been on the podcast uh, last month and she ordered it off Amazon and, well, I spent the night there and the next day she was like, oh, look it, they sent me a second one all on their
1: own. She's like, here, take it. So That's beautiful. Ask and the Lord yeah. provides.
0: <laughs> okay, That's so. Galore. It is split up into different sections, but we're just going to roll with it chronologically speaking and go from there. I've read maybe 50 pages.
1: Okay, let's break it down like an outline, like highlights from the first chapter. Are they are they in chapters or sections?
0: Something – okay, I'll start at the beginning. I told Abby, I kind of feel – if anyone here goes to church, I feel like a non-denominational Christian pastor with yep. the casually casual clothes and the casual book and preaching to the choir. And we're just keeping it casual. Come as you are. <laughs> now you're sounding like an usher at a non-denominational church. Okay. So to kick things off, I wanted to talk about something she introduced, which was just some simple facts and figures about your time in your 20s and the perception that social media and the media in general plays. And it starts ingrained in our brains when we – some of this I'm also adding on to what she said, my own thoughts. And then you can respond accordingly, interject whenever, Abby. Oh, you know I will. Um, so – Starting when we're kids, pop culture ingrains into our heads that our 20s are going to be the best thing ever. And that comes from Friends, How I Met Your Mother, Seinfeld, any sitcom Mm -hmm. where they're living in New York City and they're living above the bar that they go to every night and they're regulars at. It's ingrained in our heads.
1: I'd argue all those sitcoms don't only depict that your 20s are going to be your best days ever, but also that you're going to have this really intense, close-knit group of friends to carry you through all the troubles of life. And that doesn't always happen. No, I know one person. One person I've ever
0: met in my entire life has that situation right now, and I've met many people. So it's lots of people, folks. We're social butterflies. We've met many people, and the chances of you having a living above your best friend
1: situation is pretty slim to none once you're post grad. Even Ashley and I have tried it time and time again to start a commune where we all live in it, but yeah, I hasn't have one fruition yet.
0: I have one friend who I know listens to some episodes, Isabel, but she lives with some college best friends and
1: they live above their college best friends.
0: Yeah, and that's all do- sickening. Yeah, <laughs> I almost don't let her tell me about it. It makes me want to throw up. It hurts,
1: it hurts <laughs> to see someone living your dream, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so social media and pop culture in general is to blame for this impression that we have in our head. Doubled up on top of the fact, Abby and I were just talking about we started before we started recording, that we are just so transfixed by TikTok more than usual in these past few weeks. And mm-hmm. then just people we graduated with and the way we depict our own lives on Instagram is not the reality. We cry in our car all the time, but social media makes life look so painfully social. And that's just not the case.
1: Study show... <laughs> Oh, studies show. Did you know studies actually show that people will listen to you like 90% of the, t- of the time if you start with the word studies show? I did
0: know that. Oh, also some uh, precursor, the author of this, her name is Meg Jane. She has a PhD, uh, she's a clinical psychologist and a professor of human development at the University of Virginia, and she takes clients on regularly, and a lot of this is based off of some of her clients coupled with actual studies. Wow, good for you, girly. I know, good for Meg. <laughs> but good yeah, idea. social media makes life look actually social and that is just not the truth because all these studies are showing that your 20s are some of the loneliest times in your entire life throughout the entirety of your 20s one-third of the people uh move in any given year and 40 percent of people move back home at some point in their 20s if not multiple times and the issue with all this moving which is more prominent now than when our parents were our age the issue Mm -hmm. with all this moving around is that your social circle and your resume are changing rapidly and when you think you have your feet under you your best friend moves away from the city that she was just so or she or he was just in and vice versa you leave them they leave you your social circle is not as stable as it was for ted and how i met your mother
1: yeah i feel like we're all just shifting around it's like tetris and i don't believe
0: that anybody or anything anyone says i take with a grain of salt and i give everyone your current stage six to 18 months and what you're currently claiming to be your life,
1: And although, I don't believe anything past 18 months, like a year and a half. I don't. Right. And although this is obviously a negative in terms of feeling stable, it's also kind of cool that in today's generation, we're able to kind of do that and that that's socially acceptable. Like you can just literally pick up and pack up yeah. your life and do whatever but it you leads want. To,
0: it links to loneliness, but at the same yeah. time you are extremely connected and you do know who your actual friends are. If you stay connected to them past the moving,
1: so it goes both I ways. Know who your friends are. Now sing- gonna this, drop this is her first in. episode. Abby now
0: sings every single episode. <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't know what's <laughs> come over me. Probably just the joy of Jesus Christ. Um, But it just makes me want to sing. <laughs> <laughs> um, So there's that. And
0: also some are related, but also unrelated. I was telling my mother about some study I had read. This was maybe three weeks ago. Or so, three weeks and change. But it was talking about how friends are more and more important to the average person that's our age because, like I said, when our parents were our age, they weren't necessarily moving around the way we rapidly do. They and were moving we're maybe getting once,
1: married later, generationally. That
0: too. They were getting married, yeah, earlier, and then they were moving maybe once or twice in their twenties, if not sticking around home. So that means that you are doing holidays with your cousins, your siblings. And purely family. Now people move so rapidly. Now Abby (laughs) doesn't have many family members. Um, (laughs) Her age. Now people move so rapidly that people are establishing their own family within their friend circles.
1: Well, that sounds really cool because friends, at least you get to pick. That's like your chosen family as opposed to whoever you're stuck with
0: at birth. Lord knows we're a hard group to get into. So (laughs) if you want to come to our next Thanksgiving, eventually
1: start petitioning now. Um, That is true, though. I value my friendship so much. And I just I mean, I thought that was kind of normal. But maybe it's more important to us than in the past. I think it's a healthy
0: balance. It's more normal now than in the past. I think it's a healthy balance. I've talked with uh, one of our friends, Emery, who's also been on the podcast. And we love spending time with our family. But we've agreed one year we've got to do Thanksgiving together of course we love each other too much not to yeah
1: and it has to be before we all some some one of us gets married you know by the grace of god to his family's house god forbid god forbid (laughs) but yeah ashley do you know what my coworker said to me today she liked your outfit She did. She said, oh my gosh, your blazer is so cute. I was wearing this mint blazer with this black little skirt. It was adorable, gold jewelry. I had a whole vibe going on. And she said, where the heck did you get that blazer? And I said, girl, let me put you on. I got it from Shandy Boutique. And she goes, what the heck is Shandy Boutique? And I'm like, you don't know Shandy Boutique. This is literally how the conversation went. I'm not even exaggerating. (laughs) I'm like, you have to go ShandyBoutique.com, check out their Instagram. They have the cutest stuff. They have cute blazers and sweaters and all the things that you could want for fall. Cute accessories, too. And I even told her verbally, if you use our code JGWI20 online, you can get 20% off. And I felt like such a little bit I was loser. about to say, did she think you were cool? I think she totally did. And I also was telling her how they're our favorite and most special sponsor for our podcast that we love so Much And so now, much like my coworker, you guys, I'm putting you on. And you should go to ShantyBoutique.com. Just check them out. Seriously, you won't regret it. They have the cutest stuff. And you can use code JGWI20, as in just go with it. Very clever if you're confused about the... Remember the first time we said what JGWI was and we were like, wait, what? <laughs> the first
0: time that JGWI ever came up was with Eddie, Bob, and Maddie. And they are like, oh, we're going to put yeah. JGWI on our shirts. And we're like, what's JGWI? <laughs> we, just,
1: we just like laughed and like, kept going. It was like so early on in the pod. You know, for real, just go with it. JGWI 20, 20% off your first order online. It's also a great gift if someone's birthday is coming up, if you're going to see your family members for Thanksgiving, Christmas is coming up. It's never too early to be thinking about those things. Like- Holiday. parties yeah
0: get the ball rolling and
1: you want to look good at these family events like go get yourself a new sweater that you feel absolutely snatched in get it queens
0: (laughs) all right go links below for jade for (laughs) links below for shanty boutique she talked also about the 20s versus 30s debate which is a tale as old as time where the old adage the old adage. This one goes back and forth. It depends on your current life state. If you are someone who is placing this immense pressure on your 20s, the good news for you is that your 30s outweigh some of that. If you're someone though on the opposite end who too heavily says, well, the day I turn 30 is the day it's going to be figured out. That also goes, that's going to be bad too. So you need to have a healthy dose of your 20s versus 30s to balance each other out.
1: You can't like, just I depend. don't have to do everything in the next seven years, but also no. I shouldn't be just waiting around for it, things to happen to me. You shouldn't
0: wait for the day you turn 30 to say, okay, suddenly, magically, my 30th year, I'm going to have everything I've ever wanted. But you also, yeah, don't place this immense pressure where it's like, if I don't have it figured it out now, it's like it, the world's going to end. There is so much time in between now and thirty.
1: I'm trying to be introspective and think about which way I approach where I'm currently approaching I used to be the former. I'm now the latter because
0: think about being seventeen mm-hmm. that was five, six years ago. Yikes. and it seems like it was 20 in my in my opinion. Yeah so that's think about true. How, ta- how much time you really have. And now you have your feet under you. You don't have your feet under you when you're 17. You have your feet under you. You have a
1: greater sense of who you are. Something that I find beautiful in terms of sense of who you are, I used to actually put a lot of pressure on myself to figure out who I am because I thought that's what you're supposed to do when you're young and you're coming of age, if you will. Like you have to figure out who you are. Who are you going to be? What are you going to stand for? Who are you going to surround yourself with? And I used to think that that's a destination, but really that's a journey. And I think obviously – we're going to be changing our whole lives. We're never going to be, we're never going to get to a place where we're like, this is who I am. And this is who I'm going to be for the rest of your life. I think it's good to be introspective and be present and recognize the place you're in. But other than that, like we're going to be changing
0: forever. I was going to say right now, in my opinion, the best position to be in is being very sure of yourself in the present moment, being Mm -hmm. sure of your personality, liking who you actually are, liking the morals that you have, liking yourself as a person, the type of friend you are, and the type of person that you
1: exist as. And also remembering that if you don't like some aspects of yourself that you can choose to reinvent yourself yeah. starting right now. first For example, I have a tiny little example. I always admired the people who made an, a conscious effort to make their bed every day. It's the smallest thing, but yeah. I, that's not something that I grew up doing. So when I saw people like in college and whatever doing it, I'm like, man, I wish I could be the person who cared about that, who like cared to make their bed. And so once I moved to Nashville, I'm like, new city, new me. I can make my bed every single day. And so I have to force myself. And now I'm that kind of person because it becomes a habit. Something
0: I've been thinking about and also just trying to do more recently. You know the song Thought About You, Tim McGraw? Of course. (laughs) Um, Whenever something reminds me of someone or I've thought about something about my mind just goes to them. I will try to even if it's someone this is mainly college people but even if it's someone that I haven't talked to even if I open it and my the last text is a birthday text between each other like we don't talk often mm-hmm. oh I've been trying to reach out more and just be like oh I thought about you and like this reminded me of like this x y and z and even if so the conversation precious. doesn't go past I did it with someone today. even if the conversation doesn't go past this and like three exchanges back it's still a connecting thing
1: that's so awesome too because think about how special it makes you feel if randomly in your day somebody says I thought about you well someone did
0: that well about maybe three weeks ago someone DM'd me on Instagram that I used to know and they were like oh I had dinner with so-and-so and and we were talking about you and she was talking so well about you and I just wanted to know how you were doing and I was like that's really nice I want to be just like you
1: Yeah, we should all strive to connect with each other more in that way, because we all know that little things about our lives and our days will remind us of people from our past, and I feel like it's always good to reach out. That's good. And you don't want to be like,
0: you don't want to be like in the song where Tim says he runs into an old buddy, and he's like, how long has it been? And the old buddy's like, it's been 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, that's really rough. Yeah. The song to live by. So we talked about the 20s versus 30s. Back briefly to the 20s being the loneliest times in your life. This Meg, we're going to just keep calling her Meg, catch up people, ship up or ship ship out. But Meg wrote some stuff about some clients that some things that they were saying in the sessions with her and some bullet points that uh, really
1: stood out to me were. I feel like you're literally presenting to me in class right
0: now. Some bullet (laughs) bullet points that stood out to me are. (laughs) And makes you feel better whatsoever. Some things that she mentioned from her clients were. I feel like I'm in the middle of the ocean. Like, I could swim in any direction, but I can't see land, so I don't even know which way to get going.
1: Well, that's deep. <laughs>
0: Some other ones. I feel like I just have to keep hooking up and see who actually sticks. Oh, God. I didn't know I'd be crying in the bathroom at work every day. Oh, no. If you don't remember, our senior year, we had everyone in the ha- class had to present on a past internship or job that they'd had. And I asked – every single person said – I cried in the bathroom at work. And if they didn't, I would ask, did you ever cry? And they would. everyone said yes.
1: That's actually so so true. That's really upsetting. Another, or a couple
0: more. I'm constantly comparing myself to people with much better lives. The 20-something years are a whole new way of thinking about time. There's this big chunk of time and a whole bunch of stuff that needs to happen somehow. And last night I prayed for just one thing in my life, to be certain. Hmm. This one was also – this one was really sad. I feel like I have to go online for attention as proof that I'm desirable.
1: Oh, man. another Some people one. Be really going
0: through it, huh? I'd better not still be doing this at 30. You're okay. saying that, but there have been many times in the past
1: year and a half
0: where we've cried in our car uncontrollably.
1: The one that stood out to me out of all of those the most was – the comparison thing, because I've always struggled with comparison, and I think every girl does to some extent. But m- I think it's mostly like the grass is always greener. Like t- when I take a step back, I'm not, you know, unsatisfied with my life. I'm content with where I'm at right now. I can, I'm always going to be striving to be better and achieve more and to go places. But like, I like where I'm at right now. But the second I go, and see somebody romanticizing their life like where they live their clothes that they're wearing things that like I wish that I could have their bodies the way they look their hair like it's just so constant the way that we are observing everyone else living
0: I find my comparison the worst with people that I have met a few times maybe in school or something and I now follow on Instagram or yes random people like on TikTok and when this was a brief phase, but like the worst of the worst, because I'm a very social person, and the worst of the worst would be comparing myself to, like, oh, that person posted that they were at like this dinner with that many people there. Why aren't I at a dinner with a bunch of people? And that See, was the that's worst.
1: A, that's the difference, a, a singular difference between you and I, because we're the same person. And yours is I, mine's, looks. Mine's like looks, clothing, and like lifestyle. Like if someone just looks like they're being really productive. Or they have like a really pretty looking life, which is really easy to make it look like that on like TikTok or yeah. social media, or whatever. Like then I just get all. That's them. interesting. I never feel any comparison in terms of look
0: of myself physically, and I don't feel comparison in pretty daily life because I know my life is pretty too if I filmed it from the right angle. That's true. I mean, cognitively,
1: I can understand that. Like, I can. Yeah, I can understand yours as well. <laughs> if I am going to like really romanticize the hell out of my day and take tiny little video clips of everything. I'm sure I could do that too. Yeah. And I don't consider myself addicted to Instagram whatsoever.
0: I find it more, if anything, more of a TikTok thing, but it Same. was very nice to not see what other people were doing on a random Monday or Tuesday or whatever. When t- Instagram was down all day, it was just kind of nice not to see people doing activities and feel like I have to also be doing an activity.
1: Yeah. I mean, Again, I have this idea for a dystopian film if social media were to just go away one day. The book exists. It's called Followers, I told you. (laughs) Okay, well, I have to read it. But it's true. Like, What the heck is going to happen if it all just goes away? And I also sometimes kind of wish that it would. (laughs) Like I don't actually
0: think this. I'm just thinking it now because we're saying it all out loud. But if you watch that episode of Gilmore Girls, anyone, where Lorelai she's questioning everything she likes because her whole life she's been contradictory to her mom. She's like, "Do I only like X, Y, and Z because my mom hated it, and I was trying to be a, 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 like rebel as a teenager? so That's why I like it." It's the only reason I maybe like, or any of us, we like doing X, Y, and Z, or certain activities, or social, so, or being social because we see everyone else doing it. So we're trying to prove a point.
1: I am really excited to find out like all of the studies that are going to be done on our generation when we're older and they see the results and the psychological effects that growing up in a social media generation has had on us in our formative coming of age years. I cannot wait to learn.
0: In my opinion, we're not even close to being the worst of the worst because, for example, Instagram stories and TikTok weren't around when we were in high school when we felt all the pressure to be the most social, really
1: true and influencers weren't really even a thing when we were like 16 no I mean kind of YouTube a little bit it was YouTube but but yeah I'm excited not excited but I'm gonna be so intrigued because I am super into like generational differences and trends and things like that and how things affect our cognition as we grow older like how is that going to affect the way we interact and see the world you know yeah the only thing
0: that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the only thing that proves to me that i still have the ability to stay focused for long extraordinarily long stretches of time is the fact that i read so often that's the only thing providing any comfort or soul is that keeps my place. attention span because anytime if you're working if you're driving and you're at a stoplight everyone
1: goes on their phone every five seconds i know we can't like Ever let ourselves have a unique thought? We can't let the thoughts creep in, we have to block it out. Like, I'm constantly listening to music, a podcast, talking to someone, or on social media, or searching the internet for my work. I want to talk about this.
0: I disagreed with in some capacity, but it kind of depends on how you operate as a person. She talked about the urban tribe, and the urban tribe being what we referenced earlier is that close knit group of friends, whether it's in person or people you're texting daily. But that close-knit group of friends that you have in your 20s. And she calls it overrated. Overrated? Yes. And the lens she was looking at it from is that she was saying people need to focus on their weak ties more. She was saying like weak ties are where it's at. Weak ties lead to your husband, mm-hmm. a new like business thing. But she kind of said that the urban tribe is overrated, which I strongly disagree with. I think it's underrated. I, I think the necessary. urban tribe
1: is the only thing keeping me going. If I didn't have the Urban Tribe, I would have nothing. (laughs) I want to get a ball cap or a trucker hat on the front, and I wanted to say, I heart the Urban Tribe. (laughs)
0: Let's make merch tote bags that say, I heart the Urban Tribe.
1: (laughs) And no one knows what the hell that means. And I think. Why is it
0: called the Urban Tribe? In the 21st century, you have to be living under a rock to know that you're. That, or to think that you don't need any weak ties, and when she was saying weak ties, she wasn't even meaning those, meaning those loose friends that you see once a year. She was meaning like the friend of a friend that you reach out to to do you like a favor or introduce you to someone,
1: or well, like I'm the sure, friend yeah. of a friend. I, I understand the importance of those people, like how she's saying those important people too, but I don't think she should equate it or no. leverage it to the urban tribe whatsoever. The urban tribe is the only thing, and by that I mean our group chat on Snapchat and on you know texting, in the hope of seeing each other every couple months. And the hope of seeing each other because nobody – you're in a new city. A lot of people are in the same position I'm in. You have all these new friends and new faces and new characters in your movie that have just been introduced. But where are the people that know you so deeply and intimately and have spent so much time with you? People who know your exact humor and will make you laugh throughout the day. Like the urban tribe is the only thing keeping you Well, because
0: they are the family that you do choose, like you said. And at the end of the day – Nothing is as stable, like I said earlier, nothing is as stable as being in college or high school. So from this point on, Peyton Sawyer, One Tree Hill, people are always leaving. Like from this people point always on leave. <laughs> From this point on, until you establish a spouse or a partner, and if you want a family, like you start establishing your own inner circle that can't like literally will not leave you <laughs> unless like you break up or get divorced. Like they won't True. leave you. Until you start establishing that. There's, I don't think people necessarily stick around long enough in the same city to start establishing your own, you know, sense of belonging and community.
1: I mean, unless like you, you will fall in f- love with the
0: city and you stay, but yeah. But you, like, you will obviously have new friends in the city you stay in. But like I said earlier, people – a third of people move consistently like throughout their 20s, like every year or every other year. Like people – like if you have a friend group, some people are going to leave it. New people are going to come. It's just going to keep happening again and again and again. You're not going to have four and untru- uninterrupted years. Unless you're really lucky.
1: And that's why you're really lucky if you made those friends in college that, you know, are you're going to have forever because those are going to be your bridesmaids. It's not going to be someone that you knew for six months of your life in the city that you lived in for a hot sec. I mean, maybe yeah. it is, but probably I mean, not. it
0: might. And like the thing, I mean, it might be, but one of you might move and you guys are going to have to just keep playing to visit each other until you get married because things are, people just move too damn much in their 20s. It's true. We're just all over the place. Can't
1: be tamed.
0: Like, quite frankly, America seems so petite to me. Like, India and I act like we live down the street from each other the way we communicate with seeing each other and, like, borrowing stuff.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's comforting to know that everything is just a flight away, no matter how many hours that flight may be, you know?
0: It's not the hours that bother me. It's the money.
1: No, it's the money, but just the thought of it being only a flight away, you know? Okay.
0: Moving on to the next section, this one I found really interesting and I have more to say about it past the scope of what she said. She was talking about identity capital and identity capital adds value to who you are and it takes stock of how you spend your time. One second. Let me open the book because I (laughs) marked something that she said about it.
1: (laughs) Need two hands for this one. Yeah.
0: Identity capital capital is a stock of our personal assets. It's the investments we make in ourselves or the things that we do well enough or long enough that they become a part of who we are. Rather than coming from like the lightning bolt of intuition, identity capital is how we build ourselves bit by bit over time. And there are two types of identity capital, one that people are focusing on and one that people don't focus on enough. And the first one is professional identity capital, which is very easy. Anything you put on a resume. The second one is personal identity capital, which is how we solve problems, what our hobbies are, how things about ourselves that have nothing to do with what work you might be doing. Whereas if someone met you, instead of just saying, oh, I work in finance for this company, it's like, no, this is more of my personality. And she called that our adult currency. And it's what we use to kind of solve problems and leverage situations if you will and make connections
1: so those are things like how you approach situations probably like your enneagram type and also how you spend your time Is there anything like, about your personality that's not job related so like if you go to church and you go to workout classes every week exactly. that's part of your identity capital
0: yes I'm just describing myself, you know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And I heard this on another podcast discussing identity capital, but really sitting down and making a list of stuff that you used to enjoy when you were younger, just for the pure sake of enjoyment, and kind of trying to figure out why you stopped enjoying that or why you stopped partaking in that along the way and trying to figure out a way, if you want to go back to it, why you want to go back to it. That's Like, what are some hobbies you used to have when you were younger, when in college, high school, stuff that literally didn't was worth nothing besides enjoyment. I, mean, I would I argue that but, I
1: have more hobbies now than I did in college. That's really good. My hobbies in college included literally just hanging out with my best friends all the time and never being alone. That w- Those were my hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: being social is can be considered identity capital, like being the type of person who always asks people out to coffee or drinks right. or lunch or dinner or something. That because could be you get identity your energy capital. from
1: other people aka extroverts. Yeah. Yes. For example,
0: I used to be embarrassed to check out books for fun at the library at Pepperdine. I that all the shocks
1: time me to this day. I know it doesn't go that and not living
0: Halloween Day go against the grain of my personality I know.
1: Yep shocking.
0: but um or like it goes against your identity capital. It does, um, but making sure that you kind of build out the stuff that adds value to your life on a personal level, not just a professional level. Let me open the book again.
1: <laughs> Ashley, oh, sometimes this, deep in the throes of quarantine, you and I would talk about this probably like early, what? early on in the podcast when we were really into like self-help because that's all well, I was we about had to, to say.
0: To. I was about to say this podcast episode specifically is reminding me of our early days and I like it more than our current. They'd yeah, I over. like it
1: too. And I think
0: what happened along the way is that like, we kind of both got bored of the self-help and we got busier because the world opened up. So we're not necessarily taking in enough content to regurgitate, but we need to start taking in more content again.
1: Like I this. agree. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Let me finish my thought, would you? Oh yeah, say it. <laughs> we used to talk about this a lot, like early on in the days of the podcast when we were really into self-help, but the thing of like making yourself proud, Jason Marie Smith, but also doing something that betters yourself every single day. And just having that in the back of your mind, like what did okay. I, what did I, no, hold on? I'm not done. What did I do today? <laughs> or What am I going to do today? That is going to bring me into tomorrow, a better version of who I was. And for a lot of things, a lot of times the easiest way to do that for me is to take value in my health. And so that's usually doing like a workout class or mm-hmm. exercising because that betters yourself and it's good for like the longevity of life yeah but it can also be taking time to be creative taking time to get outside going to church spending time with god journaling it can be so yeah. many things if you're trying to
0: learn a new skill like i don't know painting a language just like a fun new skill so That's fun one. no i agree
1: um, um learn an instrument
0: are you about to
1: no I'm I'm really not about to like sorry it's it's not in my wheelhouse I don't think it's for me but it's for some people nothing past singing no uh, my instrument is my my vocal cords we've been over this I need to like keep them in check that's why I drink water all day you know just in case I make it big but yeah today right now i'm gua shawing so that i can better myself for tomorrow (laughs) oh no i was actually thinking in
0: in the lens of the podcast we said this early on and we stopped saying it somewhere along the way but if every just episode or week could be a little bit better than the last then that's a good job
1: then that's success yeah yeah we cracked the code (laughs) okay back to identity capital she was talking now
0: about crisis versus capital and she kind of gave the origin of the identity
1: crisis
0: in general and it was a lot more recent than you would think uh, i'm really
1: liking the sounds of the pages flipping in the book it's really
0: (laughs) (laughs) um identity crisis came about kind of in the 50s i believe she was saying And the guy who developed it, he did it in his early 20s and, like, into mid-20s. He did a lot of time traveling around and trying to figure out who he was. But then he kind of started accruing accomplishments. Okay, I was kind of thinking identity capital also for myself or anyone else. This is a side note. But identity capital in terms of accomplishments, like, it seems bad to check accomplishments off a list. But I don't think it's that bad to just check accomplishments off in terms of doing them to better yourself. For example, if you are someone who wants to run a marathon, like make that an accomplishment you check off. So the guy who invented the identity crisis kind of started checking accomplishments off a list, getting a PhD, doing this research study, X, Y, and Z. Um, So small stuff like, oh, I want to, yeah, that's not small, but you know, run a half marathon. I want to like write a kid's book. I want to do X, Y, and Z, just more stuff under your belt that doesn't necessarily pertain to your lifelong career was what she was also saying.
1: So like bucket list things that are attainable.
0: Yeah. Bucket list, yeah. Bucket list things that necessarily aren't traveling. Because obviously traveling's on everyone's, but that's not. You can't do that every week to work towards it.
1: True. If, I mean, yeah. you can make you
0: can make money, but you can't like really work towards it every week the way you so can. So it's like, like
1: the point is that it's always good to have goals and things that you're working towards outside of your career. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Learning to play the piano, writing a kids' book, running a marathon. So she was talking about crisis and capital and how they go together and the dangers of being the two extreme type of people. Those being. If, just- if we
1: know nothing about anything, we know what it's like to be extreme, don't we, Ashley?
0: And we know what it's like to be in crisis.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Do we?
0: Nah, nah, not the worst. Um, <laughs> so she was talking about how people resolve identity crisis, and they found that um, lives that are all capital and no crisis, which means all work, work and no, no- play, exactly, make Johnny a doll boy, all work and no exploration, make Johnny a doll boy. Um, Those feel rigid and very conventional. On the other hand, all crisis and no capital is an identity crisis. So you have to (laughs) balance the two in terms of a healthy dose of crisis, which would be Allowing yourself to feel lost and explore and capital, which is actually gaining tangible things and accomplishments, no matter how big, small, relevant, monetary, non-monetary they may be.
1: So by crisis, we're thinking of more getting out of your comfort zone and pushing yourself. I actually don't know that many people in my direct circles right now who are our age who are all work and no play. And I feel like that's something that's generational. Because it used to be like, you're in your 20s, you have to grind so hard. This is the time where you put in the hours before you have a family and stuff. And now it's like, no, these are important years that you won't get back and you need to enjoy your life.
0: Not necessarily us, but for many others, the pandemic showed how everything can change in a split second. Mm -hmm. And your life can be ended. And you might, yeah, it's a total wake up call. So it's silly to say I need to grind now for my family what if one day you wake up and you realize you don't want a family or what if the proper Mm -hmm. things don't come about for you to have a family when you think you're gonna have a family
1: yeah like you never know the timeline of your life even if you try to so it's like you might as well enjoy the day that you've been given which is today that's all you can see that's as far as you can go in your planning today
0: and maybe like four
1: months like that's
0: what that's what I give everyone
1: yeah but even then you still just never know your frontal
0: mode or lobe is a mess in your 20s purely pleasure-seeking you're purely impulsivity it's hot heavy like there is no decision making skills in your frontal lobe when you're in your early to mid-20s not one to be found sounds great to me oh we'll, we'll see no sounds like a get out of jail free card to me
1: <laughs> <laughs> just blame no. it on the frontal lobe I also want to have this as that <laughs>
0: blame it on the frontal lobe and I love my urban tribe <laughs> that's being sold at a boutique near you we're gonna partner with meg and get some merch rolling out um but yeah let's let's wrap this show up um have you listened to pod oh i was gonna wrap it up no wrap it up and i was gonna say have you listened to an episode of a podcast this week that you would recommend to anyone
1: Mm, i've just been listening to the morning toast like every day all right well i (laughs) feel like I actually learned so much. The defining decade. Thank you so much for breaking it down for us, Ashley, in those bullet points. And this is something that we're going to keep going on a little mini series here on the pod. So if you enjoyed that, there's more to come. And if you didn't, you'll still hear Ashley and I being hilarious every week, and we're going to keep implementing guests. So stay tuned. There's a lot to be had. Thanks for a hell of an episode. Go follow
0: us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple. I don't know why I start with Anchor. No one listens to Anchor. iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and TikTok, as well as Instagram at just go with the doc Podcast.
1: Have a great weekend.